Oh, um, by the way, Don, you do as you please, remember, but you are being recorded for posterity. <laughs> oh, for On video. We do have the warning if you are. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 146. And today we have a special guest, and we are going to be talking about travel credit cards and some travel finance tips. I'm excited because I need to be a better money manager, so I'm sure I'm going to learn a lot today. Um, Also don't know too much about perks of different credit cards and how to maximize them, so I'm looking forward to this episode. I'm sure there will be a lot of gems for all of you as well. So this will be a lot of fun. We're very excited. And without further ado, my, uh, my buddy who also needs to learn a little bit more about travel credit cards according to our previous conversations, my buddy Jared. What's going on, Jared? I was just about to say, Chad, how dare you? Then I was like, oh, yeah, I'd say that all the time because that's very true. Uh, <laughs> wah, wah. There it there is, Chad. I did, <laughs> I did it. I did it. Hello. Welcome to the Untranslatable podcast. It's good to be here. Um, first, please, everyone, spread a little love. Follow us. Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. Oh, no. Sorry. Sorry. I got <laughs> It's always popping. Um, you can... Follow us on Twitter, Untranslatable1, the number one. You can email us, untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Give us some untranslatables. We could always use them. They're idioms, sayings, proverbs that are usually funny when translated. But, uh, you know, they don't have to be. But we like a good laugh here. They could be serious, too, though. Chad likes that kind of weird stuff. Um, (laughs) And then, obviously, spread a little love. Spread a little love with those five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. That's where uh, our money's really made. And by the way, the bank account's been a little cobwebby recently. So uh, please. <laughs> and that's why you love. should get you a travel credit card. I'm just saying. Mm. Mm. There we go. And the gentleman who is just talking is our special guest for today, uh, Mr. Ooh, do we drop your last name? I don't know if you drop your last name on your I, podcast uh, or not. We drop the last name. All right. Well, then, Mr. Don Strite, he is the official untranslatable finance minister for today's episode. Oh, wow. He's teaching us all sorts of great stuff. So we're looking forward to it. What's going on, Don? I'd just like to say a disclaimer. I am not your tax attorney. I'm not your accountant. <laughs> I'm not your financial advisor. Nothing <laughs> I can say will, held, will be held to get me in the court of law. That being said, uh, it's great to be here, guys. You know, I have to, have to throw that out there. Uh, my lawyer tells me to. First of all... That's fair. First of all, how rude, Chad. Whenever we have a guest, we're supposed to give them a proper introduction. Don Streit, host of the Millennial State of Mind podcast. That's true. I blew that one. Yeah, come on. That's very rude. That's very rude. I see Don over there like, uh, hey, hey, come on, please. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, uh, Don, you recently, you know, we like here at the Untranslatable podcast, you know, Chad recently moved to China. Uh, we like to talk about living in different cultures, moving. You have recently, since at least recently, since the last time you've been on this podcast, moved to Denver, Colorado from San Francisco. Yes, sir. How has that, what, what kind of adjustment is that for you? Positive, I, negative? I would say big positive. Uh, I would say that it's been some, a place that we wanted to live and move to for like 10 years. And it finally just happened to come together with work. What, uh, why is it better? Why is it better? Well, San Francisco is a little bit, uh, I don't know. I, I did not like the, the culture there. 
the the people uh, i was just like too fast paced all about work all about your startup um you love that though you love work no 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 i do like working i I find my work very entertaining but people live it and do it every day there Mm -hmm. and they just talk about things like how much is your startup worth yada 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 and it just is too much city i never saw grass never had space it's expensive yeah kind of made like five friends and that was it and Mm. got a job then left i think i've made five friends oh yeah yeah i forgot to mention it Yeah, yeah i'm 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 a social butterfly and San Francisco wore me out to the point I don't go out there anymore. I haven't been out there in like six months mm. since I moved. Oh, nice. But yeah, it's a, it's just a different place. Denver is much more laid back. The work life culture is great. Um, it's beautiful out here. The weather's pretty mild. Like you get the snow, but you also get beautiful sunny days. Like today it was like, I was in just jeans and a long sleeve shirt and we had snow last week. So it's nice. I don't know. We have a, I have a, an apartment for once that is uh, my own. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's a big win. More big than a closet. In life. I know, more than a closet. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, I, I seriously think the uh, the the master uh, bathroom that we have attached is probably bigger than my first bedroom in San Francisco. What Dang. do you What do you see the future of San Francisco in 10 to 20 years? This doesn't seem sustainable. You had a good job. If you were mm-hmm. living in uh, Michigan... You could, or in like the Metro Detroit area, you could have a very nice apartment, uh, probably even bigger for the price you're paying now. Probably even uh, you could, I mean, not probably, you could definitely rent a nice house. Mm -hmm. Um, What I paid in San Francisco, I could rent a nice house for. I mean, I I mean, compared to Detroit, not in Denver. Oh, in Denver, compared to Detroit, I could. Denver, it's a little bit more expensive. Tech's coming here. So anyway, though, what, what do you see as San Francisco's future with this sort of ridiculous uh, standard of living? Like, it doesn't seem sustainable to me. I don't think it is. I think there's going to be a market reset sometime Jeff in the Bezos near future. Jeff Bezos has a three-bedroom apartment in San Francisco. <laughs> wow. That's so <laughs> modest. Um, Six million still a call- month? Yeah. <laughs> it's his mortgage. And... Yeah. Um, I mean, he but cries every day because it's too. Honestly, smart. though, there, there's houses for rent there, like five bedrooms that go for like fifty thousand a month, right? I which is just it. crazy. Uh, but I see there's going to be a dip. I mean, I think it's the the economy's been growing in a very interesting way, with uh, especially with all the startup money as well that hasn't really came to fruition yet. So we're going to have the first like twenty true years of VC startups, and f- the slow trickle down, and really seeing what the impact will be in. Uh, I think it's going to be a little recession. I mean, I think San Francisco is going to dip. Jobs might move away because it's so expensive. Find that there's right. better talent outside of the Bay. Uh, and San Francisco might might dip a little bit. But then again, it's like every other metropolitan city that's growing. Like New York is continuing to grow. And we probably said this, been, the U.S. has probably been saying this for years, right? So it might just keep maintaining, just not as, as fast of a rate. But New York has a more industry happening in it, I would mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Like more variety, excuse me. Yep. San Francisco is um, just tech heaven. Chad, I just thought about something, and you know I hate to put you on the spot. Uh-oh. Do you happen to have any questions from your uh, language table thing that you do? Oh, I do. That would be I great do. to ask. Uh, I do, So yes. I'll explain. As you're p- pulling them up, I'll explain it to Don. So yep. Don, Chad is a uh, – he teaches um, – he teaches uh, English methodology. Is that right? English teaching mm-hmm. methodology. Very good, yeah. 
mm-hmm. and he does like essentially outside of his cl- his normal class teaching he does a I, I don't know exactly what he calls it. He can tell you, but I call it a language table where it's essentially a more informal situation where he can have conversations and more informal activities mm-hmm. with his uh, with his classmates. And he has a session where through WeChat, which is there, I'm sure you know what WeChat is, China's, or if you don't, listen to a previous episode of the Untranslatable podcast. I uh, have to do that. To learn about WeChat, we talk all about it. But through it, he has his students submit questions every week. Uh, episode 141, I chat, we chat, we all chat for WeChat about WeChat. <laughs> it's um, a great title, buddy. <laughs> um, and he has his students submit questions uh, about sort of American culture or what he, how he feels about life in China. And so he, sometimes he asks them to me because they're either right. hilarious or very insightful. Oh, right. I can't wait for this. Right. I mean, basically, this is kind of like an in-person Ding. version of a Reddit Ask Me Anything. Mm. Um, well, so this question Jared and I have talked about, um, but I would be curious to get Don's take on this one. Okay. Um, so a different student asked me this one because every week, so these are not only my students, but any student at the university can attend these. They're free for them. Uh, they can come and practice English. Uh, and also learn a little bit about American culture. So in your opinion, Don, from what you know, what is the difference between the United States and China? What is the difference? Mm-hmm. Like in what are the differences? <laughs> I mean, I think that that's pretty. I mean, vast, but it depends on the context. This is a student asking this, correct? Correct. Yeah, but they're, ask, they're like college students, by the way. Yeah, but but what I'm trying to gauge is like, I mean, there's the very obvious ones with he probably stu- he or she studying in school, but he's asking more like the cultural differences in the day to day activities, or is it more just like? Jeez, this is why Don's not a teacher. <laughs> I, no, that's a good question to ask. That's a I mean, it makes sense. Question. It makes sense. Well, but I, I usually do talk about the cultural differences for sure. Um, I've talked about the differences in education systems. They have yep. a big test here in China called the Gaokao, mm. where basically that is the deciding factor of where you are going to go to college. And basically, that test you take when you're 18 years old really heavily influences the rest of your life unless you're one of those really crazy like jack ma types the guy who owns um like ali aliexpress or alibaba wherever you want to call it um yeah so so what in your eyes don are some of the cultural differences between the united states and china i mean i think number one it's it's i mean culturally that's the biggest difference i think we're a very um I think the mindset and kind of the, the education system of how people are raised here is just the main difference. We are a little bit more like, I guess, free and willing to kind of like go our different routes where mm-hmm. from like my interpretation, this is just my limited knowledge. I've never been there. It's a little bit more structured and regimented, which is kind of against like the not necessarily aligned with like the American way sort of thing. And so that has to have the trickle down effect of all the differences I can't even imagine from clearly like you have the the food and diet and the people and the education, but the mix of different cultures there in the States. I'm not sure the diversity in China outside of like, I don't know the breakdown, but once you dig into those different rabbit holes, it's fast. I would say the largest things would probably be that you could notice on a daily basis is <clears throat> I mean, outside the obvious is the language, but sports right. and how you spend your leisure time is probably decently different. Oh, it's um, very different. Oh, and yeah. and I think that'd be the one thing I want to highlight because I think that 
that's what your students probably find most interesting is just mm-hmm. how we decide to spend our free time. What's your work life balance? What are your, what's your, what do you spend your free time on? Um, and I'd be intrigued to see what that's like. And you can probably speak to that where here it's definitely like nine to five work. You go home, spend time with family, maybe watch TV, go out to eat, uh, and kind of like repeat sports, your varies entertainment, but I have no clue what family life or after work life looks like. Let me let me talk about that for a minute. I mean, Jared and I could do an entire episode on this, no problem. Because I, I <laughs> being someone who hasn't 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 tuned in recently, I apologize, but I'll be hashtag transparent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't expect you. At least I don't expect you to. I can't speak for Chad. Um, I actually prefer everybody to listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Jared. But I anyways, tell everyone so, to listen to it. So what? So to to talk about what Don was mentioning. So yeah. So in terms of work life balance. I think for most people in China, it's it's not a balance. It's uh, work is way up here and life is way down here. Um, so I know a lot of people in China who uh, will spend 11 hours a day at work. Um, yeah, and they don't get paid overtime. It depends on the position. Um, I have a friend in Beijing and he works like crazy all the time. And a lot of this is... Um, for a couple of reasons, there's kind of this idea here in China called um, guanxi, and guanxi is like um, relationship or face in China, and it basically means like if you you need to do something good for someone else, otherwise they won't do something good back for you. And this is how like relationships are really maintained and built here in China. You know, if I do something nice for you, you remember that, uh, and then you do something <laughs> nice for me later. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the old adage, uh, I'll scratch your back, you scratch you mine. You remember that. Right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. In terms of leisure time, at least, I will tell you that my students, it seems like for the most part, they really do not have too much of a social life. Uh, and, and the crazy thing is, and this I can is relate. what really, uh, <laughs> what really <laughs> blew my mind, though, here, Don, is that if you walk around any college campus at night, you will see droves of students with a textbook open talking to themselves. And what they're doing is they're memorizing the textbook. Because here in China, the view on education is that you need to memorize. Um, And I think the reason why that is is because they view the textbook as kind of the golden standard where you need to memorize this knowledge before you can even say your own opinion on it, right? But in the States, we're the opposite. We yeah. are read this and tell me what you think about it, right? Yeah. So I think that's a very big uh, cultural and educational difference. And for me as a teacher, it's been really fascinating because my students, unless I call on them, I have to physically be like, you tell me your answer. They won't talk. Because here in China, another big uh, virtue here culturally is to be humble. Yeah. And if you're always speaking up in class, you're not being very humble because you're kind of you're bragging in a sense by showing what you know. But for me as a teacher from the United States, that's how I gauge my students understand the material. And mm-hmm. I also don't teach classes like a typical Chinese professor would where I'm not lecturing for two hours straight. They're walking around, they're doing activities, we're playing games. Uh, it's not your typical me stand in front of the class and talk for two hours. So, but there's a lot of cultural differences. Uh, I mean, the, the societal structure here is different. What is really adorable is in China, the family structure is different. So when you have kids, usually your parents will take care of the children. So you will, if I had a dollar for every time I've seen grandma or grandpa 
with uh, with their grandchild walking around or or you know pushing them in a stroller or whatever, I would probably be a millionaire. And I've only been here for two months uh, because it's just that's the cultural norm and that's what's common here in China. So yeah. Anyways, mm-hmm. let's get to some more questions though. I'll I'll shut up and let's get to a couple more. Uh, let's see here. Uh, okay. Oh, this was a good one. I'm curious to hear what both of you would say. Uh, what would you do when you are in a bad mood? Ooh. <laughs> uh, for me, it's usually like work out, go play some sports. That's what I like doing, uh, rock climb. Uh, that's like my, my good pick-me-up. If I was 100% healthy, it would be go play pickup basketball, but... We all know what happened last time I did that. Um, <laughs> a little, well, little injury. Don can, Don can only bear so many more surgeries. Yeah, I uh, I fully dislocated my uh, right ankle. So Ooh. your foot, it goes up and down. Mm-hmm. Mine was at a 90-degree angle in. And this asshole sent me a picture of it. And I just <laughs> casually opened up my phone, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I was also, like, pretty drugged up by then. Like, they gave me morphine on the court, in the ambulance, at the hospital. Some guy just pulled his, like, I got this yeah. in my bag. <laughs> Passerby. There is a drug problem in San Francisco. <laughs> they had to ask me, like, questions before I got morphine. From? Yeah. They were actually very strict, which is good. Uh, they're very strict on giving that out. Like, I actually be like, hey. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm I had to imagine that. Help me. Right. What about <laughs> you, yeah. Jared? Um, I would probably say, uh, yeah, pray to the Lord Jesus No, I was Christ. saying do some yoga. That's your new thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I haven't been in over a week. Um, um, no, I would <laughs> probably say um, I, I, I like to be alone, retreat, you know, into my own personal bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, eating, you know, that's always a, a go-to for me. <laughs> but mostly retreat. Cooking as well? Yeah, but I think if, if I'm, uh, like, if, I, if I'm angry, uh, I don't <laughs> feel like, uh, you know, you have to be in a good place to cook good food, you know? Mm-hmm. Your, your, your mood is reflected in your food. Mm, Martha Stewart. Go. All right, I'll give you guys another one. This one, this one was kind of cool. Um, who is your favorite character in the series Friends, and who is your personal <laughs> idol? Don has never seen an episode of Friends in his You've life. You've never seen Friends, Don? Wow. Okay. But I'm going to say, know, how do you know that? I know everything about you, but I'm going to say he's a uh, Monica and a Rachel. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm only saying it would make, it would be better if uh, Monica is not funny to him because he doesn't know the show. Monica used to be right. chubby as a kid. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. I, I don't know. No, I know. I think I'm. I'm not going to answer for Don. I don't know. But um, I oh, no, judge uh, me. Judge me. I mean, all right. Well, I, let I me hear. do me first because I, I I think I would probably be like a Chandler. I would like to be a Chandler. You know. Well, okay, but could I be any more of a Chandler? I'm not, <laughs> I could I could see it, but I, I'm um, I mean, who's your favorite character? Not who would you be, oh, but who's your favorite character? Oh, oh, um, I like Joey still and Chandler. Chandler. I like Joey and Chandler. I said Joey for sure. I definitely yeah. said Joey. I can imagine uh, that. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And then and then of course you know I like Phoebe for, too though. I really like Phoebe. I also mentioned Phoebe. She's hilarious. And and the students asked me to say Joey's Regina Falange. So, so Don, for maybe you even know this, Don, but Joey's catchphrase is like, how you doing? That's like his. No? Okay. All right. But yeah. yeah. That's always what he says. Like, it'll be like some attractive girl and he'll like look at her and be like, 
How you doing? I always love getting new drops on the uh, live on the podcast, <laughs> right? Because um, uh, that's definitely. But, but then the second question to that is, who is your idol? The Lord Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> who's my idol? I don't have an idol. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think that's kind of st- not stupid. Mm. But what about uh, when you were a kid, Jared? Is there somebody you really looked up to when you were a kid? You know, I kind of do really look up to like Lewis Hamilton these days. I've been into <laughs> Formula One for like six months. But <laughs> okay. Um, for everybody that's a race car driver. Sixth, his sixth championship. Oh, nice. So. What about you, um, Uh I mean, this might sound like kind of corny because of shape. I was, I always looked up to my dad. Yeah, I don't know. I he's, just, he's just always been like that person. Mm. Yeah. And still to this day, I, like. I said the same, so I feel you, man. I feel you 100%. Jared is cold-blooded, has no soul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm going to stick with Lewis Hamilton. There we go. There we go. Well, guys, should we spread a little love real spread quick? Spread a little love. Yeah. Can you give us a... Uh, you can give us however many you want, Chad. Listen, I'm I'll not... Give you, I'll give you two <laughs> quick shout-outs. Two quick okay. shout-outs. So, uh, my first shout-out. It goes out to uh, the Jeopardy finalist, Avi Gupta, who took pen to paper and instead of writing a winning question, Gupta, who is 18, wrote out a $10,000 donation check to Oregon Health and Science University Knights Cancer Institute. And he said, and I quote, uh, this is in honor of Jeopardy host Alex Trebek, a man who's been a role model for me my whole life referring to Trebek's uh, battle with pancreatic cancer. Um, so, yeah, so I think it's really amazing. He donated $10,000 to um, to this cancer fund in honor Brilliant. of Alex Trebek, which I think is really great. And at least last I heard, Alex Trebek was uh, doing really well and uh, is, I don't want to jinx him, but I thought he was winning the battle against pancreatic cancer. So I think that's great. We've talked about Alex Trebek a few times on the shout out segment because he he's awesome just a great guy awesome dude um is really am, positive and yeah i i embarrassed myself at work yesterday there's like a, a television in the lobby and there's there was jeopardy playing when we were coming back from lunch the other day mm-hmm. and i got like i didn't know any of the answers i guessed on a few of them i was completely wrong to the point where I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna go, and I uh, went through like the like the you know the put your badge up doors right. and waited on the other side of the doors. <laughs> <laughs> hey, losing like, too nah. many questions in Jeopardy has that effect on, on people. Today. No, no, this game is stupid. Everyone else is stupid. <laughs> I feel like Alex Trebek has to know so much random stuff from being oh, a Jeopardy uh, yeah. game show host. Or like. he's like Ron Burgundy. He he's retained nothing. <laughs> <laughs> could, could be. That's true. That's true. My last shout out goes out to the country of Australia, because they have reached fifty percent renewables on their main grid for the first time in history. Hmm. So I think this is awesome. Um, the milestone was reached at eleven fifty um, Australian time. Uh, when the combined output of rooftop solar, large-scale wind, and large-scale solar reached 50.2% of the near uh, 25, I think that's gigawatts, GW, 
25 gigawatts being produced on the main grid, which includes Queensland um, and NSW. I'm not sure what NSW is in Australia. Sorry, people. Didn't do my New homework South here. Wales. Thank you, New South Wales. This is why Jared makes a big box. Victoria, <laughs> Tasmania, and yes. South Australia. So I think that's awesome that Australia is uh, maximizing their renewable energy, and uh, we're sending them lots of love. Yeah. Shout out. Um, but now it's time. It is that you time. You know, I, I feel like on the side I should do some of those like movie voices. I think I'd be pretty good at them. You would be. But now it's time. The Untranslatables, brought to you by this owl. Um, okay. Hey, can I go first? Of course. I have a Chinese Untranslatable. Stepping on Ooh. Chad's turf, but you can't have them all. <laughs> what? Oh. Okay. <laughs> now I know what these little accents mean. Uh-huh. So if one goes like this, which is meaning... My, one of my arms. It's a rising like, tone. It's, it's, it's shooting down at the A. So it's starting up and it's a horizontal shooting it's a down at the tone. Falling tone. Falling tone. And mm-hmm. what is, how does that go? Falling tone is like, um, like the Chinese word for four. Um, su. 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 Hue shi ten zu. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. What does that mean? I am so sorry. I'm so glad that people in China the- legally cannot get this podcast. <laughs> because I cannot apologize enough for that. Hui Shi Ten I think I messed all of that up. I, I'm, I definitely did. Drawing a snake with feet. Drawing a. I know exactly what this is, but. Well, let. Let let Don guess then. Drawing a snake with feet. Hey Don, you're drawing a snake with feet. Well, it could be like cutting a rug, like dancing, or you could be uh, walking into like a bad situation, or you're or you're walking into something not great. Can I help Neither? Don out with this one? Uh, sure, please. So so Don, so say you're say you're you know, doodling on your on your notepad at work because you just finished finished early and you got some time to kill, right? So you're drawing mm. your snake. And uh, would you usually draw feet on a snake? No. <laughs> no. So, so would hold you... On, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can I, can I give a clue first? Sure. <laughs> I don't Go like ahead. your clue. I don't Go like ahead. your clue. Go ahead. Here's my clue. So... Today, uh, so a couple days ago, I decided to go on an Amazon shopping spree. When I went on this Amazon shopping spree, uh, I'm a very cheap person, but I wanted to buy some very specific new clothes. I wanted new boots. It's winter. It just snowed today here in Michigan. I went out. I went out. And I looked um, and I looked out the window and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. My grass is usually not this white. It snowed and it was still snowing. And I, so a couple of days ago, though, I was like, you know. I want to get um, some new boots. I also want a sweater. I have a blue sweater, but I would like a uh, gray sweater. So I got a gray sweater. I looked on Amazon. I looked at multiple different sweaters. A lot of great sweaters on Amazon, you know. It's interesting. Sometimes you get lost on Amazon, 
And all right, if if Chad was a professional, he would know to interrupt me and say, "Hey, Don. Hey, Jared. You're really drawing a snake with feet right now." That was a very, very, very long example, by the way. What would you call that long example? <sighs> drawing a snake with feet is telling a long-winded story. Oh fuck you! Which is what I just <laughs> did for the past minute and a half. Is tell a very long-winded <sighs> story. Yeah, you lo- kept going. Is it a long-winded story? I thought it was unnecessary. Well, I guess that is a long-winded story. Unnecessary details. Mm. Well, I think I also did that pretty well, too, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, you did. You yeah. did. You did. You did. I was not at all going that way with it either, so. Uh, all right. I'm going to give you guys a Chinese one as well. And this is fang um, gezi, which means release the pigeon. To release the pigeon. Um, I mean, to fart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my first guess. guess. That's a good guess. It is not a fart. Um, spread the word. Nope. Nope. That's a good guess. That is a good guess. That is a very good guess. But I guess, Especially like, I don't know. I don't pigeons. know how pigeon is used, like, in in their in like. I guess Chinese yeah, culture. Yeah, like yeah. you guys yeah. hungry? Yeah, it's yeah. like right. sharing a meal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I'll, give, lunch. I'll, I'll give you guys both a clue. Ah. I'll give you guys both a clue. Ooh, we're gonna get slipping uh, on gator piss. We're gonna get Chad arrested. Yeah. Probably, <laughs> probably. <laughs> I figured it would happen eventually in the course of this podcast. Anyways, so it's the price you pay for un- good untranslatables, Jared. What can I say? Oh, Anyways, man. so to release the pigeon, I'll try to give you guys an example. So, uh, say I meet a pretty Chinese girl here, and I decide I want to take her out to dinner, right? And uh, I'm sitting at home. I'm looking at the clock. We need to meet in 20 minutes. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just not going to go. I'm too busy. And then she texts her friends, and she goes, I cannot believe it. He released the pigeon. Oh. to uh, I mean, Don, do you know what it is? Don listens to nothing. It means to stand someone up. It does. Yes, it does. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, Don, I don't listen to anything. Uh, this is some, a problem we've had with Don, I'd say, since I met him uh, <laughs> 10 years ago, is that Don does not listen very well. Um, listen nope. to his new podcast, Millennial State of Mind. Um, <laughs> I'm not a very good listener. My ADHD is pretty bad. My um, next untranslatable is Armenian. And it's looks me arduki, and it means stop ironing my head. Hey Don, looks me adukir. <laughs> stop stop ironing, ironing my, head. my head. Stop ironing my head. All right, I'm listening. I'm engaging. So you know, I'm 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 with it. Uh, <laughs> um. I mean, we what can't it, do this podcast without you, but what, we do need it, you to talk it, about credit it, cards would it, would it be like a stop roasting me? Um, or what was it one more time? No, but you're close. Stop Ooh, ironing stop my head. Ooh. I'm going to give you that, but I'm going to give you a half-hearted. Or a no-hearted ham horn. There oh, we go. There we go. Quiet ham horn. For a full ham horn, I would have asked for um, stop annoying me. Ah. Okay, okay mm-hmm. that makes sense. My last one for today is Dutch. 
in spirit of our previous episode, I've been mm-hmm. inspired to drop some more Dutch untranslatable. By the way, um, I don't. Okay, go ahead. Very nice. No. <laughs> uh, we do have a. I feel like I avoid Dutch ones now because we used to do so many back in the day. Mm. Granted, uh, like you, but um, she did do ones I've never heard, so I, that's why I didn't want to say it. And yeah. she was a great guest, so I, I didn't want to. <laughs> right. She really uh, was. But I'm inspired to find more Dutch ones too. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I'm I've now more some, curious. I've got some good ones. So here's mine for today. Mitzinus in de fallen. And that means uh, to fall with your nose in butter. To fall with your nose in butter. I wish you'd give me a chance every now and again, Chad. Oh, I try to even sorry. interrupt you. I like, I'm like, oh, wait, wait, wait. And you're yeah, like, you I just heard... barrel through me. <laughs> you're like, right. I'm going to say this. <sighs> um, okay, the fall with your nose in butter. Mm-hmm. Don, what do you think to fall with your nose in butter could mean? I'm thinking I have to digest these thoughts, okay. man. Okay. I'm not. Sorry. I'm not. Well, I have a guess, but I want to give. You, I, I have a guess, but I want to give you. No, a no, no. I appreciate. It. I mean, I mean, for the listeners in context, I'm a logical thinker, so I kind of go through these steps of. Oh, is that what we call that? Breaking it down. No, but like, yeah, I'm, you can't do that with untranslatable. <laughs> no, yeah. you can't. Too logical. And I, think, <laughs> and, and I think that was what gave me trouble. Is like I try to make a logical sense of it, which most of my responses try to make something make of make sense of it but i'm not very good at uh taking the more abstract things from especially other languages and cultures i don't understand and mm-hmm. piecing it together sure because it's just not a muscle i use because i only speak english and Barely. i've already forgotten what the untranslated can you give me the uh literal again uh to fall with, with your, your nose, nose into the butter. And butter right okay to fall with your nose in butter i have no clue don if you were to fall with your nose into butter, how would you feel? If I mean, you were at feel work, lucky. if you were at work and everyone and, and, and you were wearing your new nice shirt and you fell onto a piece onto a stick of butter and there was a big semen-looking stain on your pants <laughs> oh, because you fell onto butter, how would you feel? <laughs> Embarrassed. Jared, you're leading down the wrong direction. Yeah, but I, I, even if I am, I want him to try to think a little bit, you know? Like, I, at least I, think about it. What do you mean you just, you don't know? This is the untranslatable podcast, Don. We require some critical thinking. Yeah, then give me a goddamn second. Y'all are up <laughs> in here like, let, let me, can, can my brain process? Um, I don't know, Jared Kennett. Are you going to allow his brain to process? Huh. To look like All a right, fool. Hold on, let's, in, in, in the spirit of, no, please, allow your mind. I'm, I, you know what? And I apologize. And I'm not even kidding now. Because I, I think, because I, I, I think you might confuse me more. Um, While Don's make... thinking, Jared, I do have to say we've been flexing our untranslatable muscles for a while now since mm. we, are, we are on episode 146. And I've been on it, what four episodes? I think three? three or four? Yeah. Um, to fall off your nose in butter. Uh, I don't know. It's not to look like a fool. No. Nope. It's you were on the right track with the first thing you said, Don, in a way. You said you were lucky. You're on the right track there. You're lucky. Thank you for letting me think, Jared. Keep distracting yourself. Um <laughs> I mean, you're lucky it wasn't worse? N- not quite. So if you're lucky, we have a phrase in English, um, to be at the 
right place at the right time. There we go. Exactly. That's what that means, to fall with your nose in butter, to be at the right place at the right time. I don't at all get how Jared's one related to that, his, his example. It I wasn't giving you the answer. You I was trying to get you to think yeah. critically. Oh. It's all about critical, critical thinking, you know? <laughs> I'm terrible at these. These are like my worst yeah, nightmare of okay, coming down. I'm just not, it's, I'm not geared towards it. I need to practice they're, more. They're difficult. They're difficult. <laughs> the idea of practicing is hilarious. Yeah, I want true. to practice. I don't like in your getting, spare time. Yeah, it's like you guys have done it like 140 some times. That's true. Just yeah. saying. Yeah. <clears throat> well, really, and we've we're professionals at it, everyone. Don't forget it. I want yeah, everyone I mean, sh- to listen to this and realize the professionalism and the expertise that Chad and I hold here. That's true. I, mean, That's true. I could just ask you guys to do like math off the top of your head. Oh, God. Please I'm don't. pretty good at that, too. <laughs> exactly. I'm give me a math problem. That. One that you can do, too, though. Don't just give me like 6 million times 48. Point three eight two. Let's. I guess that is a, that is a good one. Uh, let, let's start with some basics. Five times five. 25. Oh, man. He can know math. He's quick. <laughs> Three plus three plus seven, ten. Oh wow, you guys are <laughs> on it. Uh, let's go a hundred divided by four. Give me some, oh, oh, by four twenty-five. Oh, you want some subtraction? Give me some subtraction, Don. A hundred minus forty-nine point five. Forty-nine fifty point five. Oh shoot. Yep. Ooh. Yep. Uh, this is why I'm a, a language teacher, not a not a math teacher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ten times five. Fifty. All right. I thought it was gonna be harder than this. Let's move on. All right, hey, well, let's you, move on to Don's area of expertise, which is finance and travel credit cards, because I have been dying to know some of these tidbits, facts, and uh, tips from you, Don. So let's I get have into it. Always Ever, I, I've known Don for a while, and ever since I've known him, you, Don, ever since yes. I've known you, I've been amazed by your, um, just like your, the way you, you maneuver your credit cards, and mm-hmm. it seems like you really are playing the, like, the long game, which you should be, you're dealing with your credit here, yeah. but you have all these twists and turns and, um, and, uh, and like ways that you use different cards, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm curious... Does, does that also translate over to when you're traveling? Is it like, oh, now that I'm traveling or that I'm booking something for travel, maybe? Yes. I know exactly what card I'm using. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, uh, that's one of the key reasons. So context, I'm a CPA, uh, work in the finance industry. So I kind of learned the best like time value money, where you so can leverage. So take this as official financial advice is what you're yes, telling us? Exactly. Asterisk, okay. do not believe anything he says. <laughs> uh, but... Um, <clears throat> One thing, one thing I've I've worked on is kind of leveraging what what cash or kind of securities that you can have, so investments in a way that um, out against kind of like where can you use your credit, where can you get kind of like free money in different ways, and you have to be extremely diligent not to abuse it. And so one of those ways is through travel cards, uh, because that's like what has been the new craze, right? You have every company trying to map trying to market that they're the best travel company, travel company card, because that's what a lot of people do. You have different, 
I guess it does also impact like what you do for work. Uh, so if you travel a lot, you're indirectly you get a lot of points, and that kind of differs the card. But uh, if you're just the average person who takes a few vacations a year, you can really make a big difference and really get some free money if you pick the right credit cards at the right time um, and use uh, kind of like that time value money properly. So an example is uh, for our Europe trip. Uh, I forgot about that one, actually. I wasn't even planning to talk about it. Um, we were going to Europe. I had to book all this stuff last minute. Uh, I found that there's like a Citibank card that had no interest for like a year. And then if you spent X amount, uh, no, this was, see, I get them confused sometimes. This was one that had, you had interest, but it was a lower rate. But if you spent like, now 3000 bucks in about a month uh, or three months, you could get like a thousand buck gift card. So you can pretty much like make oh, it pay for yourself good. and no transaction fees foreign. So I pulled that card out and I used, it was a Citibank card, like Platinum Travels trying to rival the uh, Chase Sapphire card, which is, or the Sapphire Reserve card is what I have. And so now you're getting credit card companies to play games against each other. So what you're trying to get is you're trying to get the best reward for the lim- limited amount of mon- funds that you can put out, right? Okay. And so that's where you can find different credit cards and also treating it as some cards have like interest free periods so you could carry interest for about you could carry a balance for like a year without having to pay it off so can you yep. negotiate with a credit card company over rates nope okay nope so what you'll find is kind of like the advice on a few things to look for if you're looking to travel is figure out where you're going figure out what airlines you're going to fly who you're going to use and then go see if there's any promotions for something tied to those that credit card right because like for example and I'll start rattling these ones off. Uh, Southwest, and if you're a California resident at the time, two years ago they offered it. If you're a California resident, you open up a Southwest card, you get a free companion pass for that year if you make one transaction. So, uh, and a companion pass is I fly for free with uh, your significant other or oh, whoever nice. you pair as your companion. So we did that for one year. Guess what? They made the they made that policy again this year. So I got a credit card while still in California, and so my fiance has flown free with me all year long. Oh, that's awesome. And you get additional bonus points for starting. So the equivalent of that, I think we're about to save this year about $5,000 on flights back and forth um, just because we got the companion pass. And that doesn't count like the 50,000 points that I got as well. That is the equivalent of like, I don't know, maybe two, 300 bucks. So that's an example of like, we knew we were going to fly Southwest. We knew our locations. Let's go in. Let's grab the card. And go from there. And it's a simple transaction with limited like cash you need to put up up front, right? How much cash do you need to put up up front? Nothing. Like you don't even need to like, because you just need to make one transaction. Oh, so when awesome. I'm talking, okay. when I'm talking like cash up front, I mean actually having to make timely payments on your credit card. And that's a big asterisk, right? A lot of these promotions offer interest-free periods. And so if you're one like myself that values like the stock market investments, I will take that interest-free period because my credit's good. I pay things off and I can leverage that time value of money where I can have an interest-free loan that is earning no interest for me, or I can take that cash and invest it and earn like that 10%. So the example at a larger scale is I have, I make a thousand dollar purchase, I get 10% of the stock market, get a hundred bucks back. So my mm-hmm. cost for maybe investing in taking this, I don't know, booking a flight on a car that has zero interest, I take that thousand bucks, invest in the stock market a year later when I have to pay that bill, it's still a thousand bucks. And then I've gained a hundred in the market. So those are like little oh, things cool. to look at. Okay. Interest-free periods and the extended perks. So zero transaction fees. Um, I think, Jared, you've heard me talk about one card a lot. 
by but by transaction fees you mean like at like different uh atms or if you're like a so you international fees yeah, international. and stuff like that yeah so like both the cards i used in europe uh no fees you just pay the local for atms rate. or anything uh, like the international kind of sometimes yep. banks will do like a couple dollars which cards were those so uh i have the chase sapphire reserve and you can also pull out cash on this credit card too which is a huge thing in case you lose the debit card and then you can right. with chase you can actually file something back so like this can actually double as cash if you lose the debit card which might happen to my parents they didn't have cash debit card was gone they had to pull out cash and they pay no like uh cash advance fees we've talked oh, about nice. that when we work uh, not we work when uh what was that um airline wasn't that when they were wow. in oh, yeah, yeah, wow airlines, airlines. Yeah. So, <laughs> wasn't that when that happened yeah it was and so <laughs> that's one of the perks of the card it also sounds pretty nice i don't know if you guys can hear that it's a metal card it's metal yeah uh, i yeah but in addition to like those no transaction fees able to pull out emergency cash they also have great support the points are actually worth something so when i signed up for the card i got a hundred thousand points the equivalent of like 1600 bucks oh, wow. uh, i use that to pay for a flight for bali uh, and right now it's the card I use on a daily basis. You get three X on travel, three X on food, one X on times. Auto. Yeah. Three times. Um, and that has generated where I have done a lot of my flights this year for free. It's probably been, I don't know, two, three grand I've earned this year wow. in points. Granted, how, how, who qualifies for this type of card though? So you have to have decent credits. So that's the thing is that you also have to like look at your, your personal portfolio. And so like I have student loans, so that puts the amount of credit I can actually take out in addition to a limit. So you have to have a decent credit store to qualify for a lot of these, but some also can help build up your credit because it looks good to carry a balance and pay it off. Yes, it, Jared? We, I can actually, if you want, at some point, I, I'm, I'm enjoying listening to this, but I have a list of the top 10 best travel cards, and, I, and they have pros and cons listed, and I wanted to get your opinion on some of these pros oh, and cons. I would love idea. to do that. And you, okay. you, could, you could ask me the card, and then I could try also tell you the pros or cons. Dude, or tell me the pros or cons, yes, and I could course. give you the card. Because I think that's uh, far more interesting oh. than me rattling on. But overall, to close out that one statement, uh, yeah, it's pick a card that works for like your your life, your your daily situation, what you spend most on, because that can get you the points to travel well. But then also have a card for traveling that you can have emergency situations. You might be able to have no interest carry for a period of time because that's really important in case stuff comes up. If it's travel or not, you want to have that safety net. So. That's, having that and being able to like take care of the perks and find what can maximize your points and also rotating like you can have eight different cars moving grand you have to be very diligent not to rack with balance but that's okay if you're paying them all off and you can get thousands of dollars in points that's uh easy with that card there chief <laughs> that's um actually part of when i travel internationally or not I really only mostly carry one credit card with me and one debit card, which seems very foolish. Now that, you know, especially now that I listen to you talk. Yeah, I've only um, I only have two of them, so I'm not that much better. Yeah, I have. I guess that's a good thing. I have probably like five. Okay, but that you take like with I have you like, when you travel. When I travel, I usually yeah, I'll have five. How many ones. specific I've, ones do you use on a trip though? Like, what are your specific for one? Okay. Okay. Like okay. This, Chase this, card. This Chase yeah. card I use everywhere. I only right. use. We're not sponsored the, by Chase. I don't yeah, like not banks. Yet. Well, <laughs> I use my like Delta card if I'm flying Delta. That's like a big banks. flight back and forth. Southwest, I use that as my most frequent flyer. I have another question for you before we get into these cards. Yes. I'm glad you brought up Southwest and Delta. Do you recommend 
finding an airline and sticking with it or just basing it off of the deals that you can get via the credit card? Ooh, that's a good question. So, um, I would say it also depends on how you travel because some people like consistency, right? And that's mm -hmm. a huge thing because traveling is not a lot of fun. I would say I found cards that match my kind of the lifestyle. So Southwest is one a lot of people aren't fond. A lot of people are. It's because you no cancellation fees, uh, no rebooking fees, and they fly to all the areas I go to. And so and that's you're not I've, really building up to any status other than being able to maybe get onto the plane before yeah. other people. But you, there's no like first, like if you use Delta all the time and you start and coach, theoretically, you can get up to where you're always on the list. If you just like yeah. kind of consistently travel, where you're always kind of at least on standby for yeah. first class. And so that's where like I have Delta because that was a flight I used to fly a lot. And I have, I get like the credit card I have gives me one free companion pass a year on it. So I pay 80 bucks for the card and I get, when I was in San Francisco, the equivalent of like seven, eight hundred bucks. So whenever you're booking a flight, you might start looking at Delta to, just because you have a card that specifically yeah. benefits you through Delta. Yeah, and then Southwest. So those are the ones and I look Southwest, at. Southwest, right. So I focus on the cards, and because those are the flights I have everywhere. When we were living together, Jared, uh, it was Spirit. Spirit was perfect for what we needed. They had the flight times right. to Colorado. They had everything I needed to get around, and I never carried much, so it made I, sense. I would say that's that's a very good point, though. Like part of getting the credit card might not just be exactly what who has the best deals per se but know your hubs like if, if this is yeah, traveling definitely. know definitely. like for example i used to always travel to or used to i always travel to louisiana because most of my family's from there and i and i for a while occasionally would get like as a child not a child but like as a teenager kind of child would occasionally get upgrades because I would like multiple times a year fly to and from Louisiana on the same airline because it was Delta or it used to be Northwest back in the day before Delta bought them specifically because hubs were in Memphis in Atlanta which were both very popular places that went to Baton Rouge or New Orleans and so even like as someone that didn't fly often and I, you know as a kid I had no credit cards I still got some status, which if I had my own credit cards or my parents probably benefited from that greatly. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing is find your hubs, find who flies there, ride with that. Cause then you can get the benefits down the road. And I mean, status great. But if you're, if it's not a, like if I try to do Delta status here, that's, I'm going to be losing so much money. So find what works and go from there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can I ask one question about cards before we get into, uh, giving Don the rapid fire 10 top travel cards. You betcha. Um, how, how long does it usually take in terms of like applying for one of these cards and then actually getting the card in hand? Um, it, it does depend. So there is um, a, a few different variables. I'll try to lay them out quickly. One is majority of the time, if you've been in your location, you've lived in consistently, if you already established credit there, your credit bureau is able to search you immediately without follow-up on, on where you lived or additional like send mail to your location to make sure that's where you are. Okay. Uh, but you can get the card in like two, three days. And keep in mind, Chad, credit card companies want you to use those credit cards as badly as possible. Yeah. And it's just a little piece of plastic. So they'll get it to right. you like as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. I mean more so getting approved for the credit card. That's pretty quick. Yeah, getting too. approved. You'll know it's if all you're computers. approved instantaneously. It's a, yeah. it's a check. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, hey, Don, you ready for the uh, rapid fire? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I'm ready. I really 
entertain myself over here. So for this one, I'll start with some of the pros and uh, the pros and cons. Unlike cards tied to a specific airline or hotel brand, you can use the blah 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 card reward rewards in many places. You earn two points per one dollar spent on dining, and traveling one point per dollar on everything else. Points are worth 25% more when you use them to book uh, travel through the blah, blah, blah rewards website, or you can transfer them at a one-to-one rate to several other loyalty programs. Plus, the card comes with a sign-up bonus. Earn 60,000 bonus points after you spend 4,000 on purchases in the first three months from account opening. There's a $750 Toward that seven hundred, excuse me, that seven hundred and fifty dollars towards travel when you redeem through the blah 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 reward site. Finally, the card is metal, not plastic, which gives it a certain wow factor. Oh, because I don't know who's upgraded to those cards. So it sounds very similar to the Chase Sapphire Preferred. Because the points are a little different, but the verbiage throws me off just just a tad. Don, 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 stop while you're ahead. That is a Chase Sapphire preferred card. Oh my God. (laughs) I love this game. Uh, Okay. Um, Do you, uh, so do you prefer that way or like, uh, now I don't know, do you, you do your research. So should I stick with pros and cons? I mean, I think that's pretty pretty entertaining. All um, right. Well, here's like, another cause, card. Because I don't really pay attention. I just know the verbiage of how <clears> these <throat> companies talk and like what sounds like a chase versus like a other oh, one. Right. I don't Interesting. Know. It, like it's more or less how and you this, deliver. And this, by the way, comes from Nerd Wallet, a very popular financial advisory and, and like a, a website. Don. <laughs> Don is Don's last name is actually Nerd Wallet. Don Nerd Wallet. Nice to meet you. Um, so I'll start by saying this card, um, has a 0% down or 0% annual fee for the, or excuse me, zero, zero dollar annual fee for the first year. After the first year though, it's $95. You already seem like you know what it is. Yeah. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) I I like this confidence. (laughs) You earn an unlit. Are you surprised by this confidence, Chad? Have you never uh, met Don before? (laughs) You earn an unlimited two miles per dollar spent on everything. And through January 2020, uh, this is, by the way, November 2019, so this is not going to last for much longer. Something's going to change, I would assume. A whopping 10 miles per dollar at hotels.com and venture.com you can redeem miles for statement keep going (laughs) you hit me with a little curve there that verbiage threw me up oh slash venture by the way it doesn't say dot com i I shouldn't be going going off script a a whopping 10 miles per dollar at hotels.com slash venture i should not be going off script you can redeem miles for uh for statement credit Against most travel expenses. I don't even know what that means. Can you explain that sentence? You can redeem miles for statement credit against most travel expenses. Do you know what that means, Chad? No idea. Okay, because I don't either. (laughs) You, uh, you, like, buy a flight. You can cover that flight with the points that you earn. Oh, okay. So you can cover, like, a payment. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But it's only for travel. 
you're not restricted to one airline or hotel or hotel as is the case with co-branded cards and unlike with many and unlike with many cards i don't like that there is no minimum amount required to redeem so you can even use rewards to pay for a five dollar cab ride oh that's kind of cool just book your own travel then pay for it with rewards the sign-up bonus is awesome too Enjoy a one-time bonus of 50,000 miles once you spend $3,000 on purchases within three months from account opening equal to $500 in travel. Now, if, I, if you think you know it, I'll let you guess, but I can also give you some cons if you're struggling still. I would say Capital One. God damn. <laughs> nice. Capital nice. One Venture Rewards credit card. I mean, you gave it away when you literally said Venture. But then they're the only company, and then they're the only company that only talks about miles, right? So like, I'm just, I'm just going on like I watch commercials, and so from this, if you listen to the way you deliver, Mm. like I heard, uh, I just heard the Capital One lady, Jenna, Jen, I don't know what her name is, Uh, Jenna Fisher from The Office. No. I don't know where it is. I know Capital One Samuel L. Jackson. Get this yeah. credit card, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh um, that needs to be a drop right there. I think the FCC would have a problem with that. Um, do you want to keep going? I love this. You're doing very good so far. Two for two. <laughs> Give him a couple Lord, more. I'm intrigued. Give him a couple more. And I'm learning stuff here, too. Me, too. Uh, the blah, blah, blah travel rewards uh, credit card. I'm not going to tell you the company that... Uh, the credit card company or the you know the bank establishment that is uh you know putting this you yeah, know giving you this earns this card i'll just say that <laughs> this card earns 1.5 points per one dollar spent on anything and each point is worth one cent that's a relatively high rewards rate considering that the annual fee is zero dollars plus if you're a customer to a uh, a, a different venture uh difference uh money management customer to you know one of their partners you can earn a bonus of up to 75 percent off of the points you earn depending on how much you have in your account (laughs) points can be redeemed for a credit against travel purchases giving you the freedom to book during any season with any carrier or hotel chain Further, you can use points for credit against travel purchases for up to 12 months after those purchases post to your account. A much longer window than most other cards offer. That's even a decent sign-up bonus. It's, it's, I already know what it's not. Like, I know what, it, what it's not going to be. What is it it's, not? It's not going to be Amex. I'm flirting with it being Discover. But the verbiage doesn't ring the discover ad type of bell. But it could have Amex because it sounds very like corporate. Oh, man. I honestly don't know. This one's throwing me off. I don't think I've seen it. Uh, I'm going to give you a hint. It's neither of those. Perfect. Hmm. I mean, is it like but a... But I like where your head was at I when feel you like were, it's, I think it's like thinking. A, it might be like a Bank of America or a MasterCard. You son of a bitch. Bank of America. Nice. Nice. <laughs> okay, I don't like the fact that I actually got this just because I'm just analyzing their commercials in my head. Uh, but the hey, commercials whatever work. Makes you figure it out, man. That's a good I don't strategy. watch TV. Like, if if I watch anything, it's going to be either online through like a specific like a sport provider because I watch Formula One through ESPN or Netflix. 
So this is this is interesting to me. We'll do um <clears throat> do one more. I have one more for you, Don, but I'm trying to pick a good one. Okay, maybe two more, but I'm going to see how you perform on this one first. Owners want maximum value. So when I, I say owners, and I'm sp skipping out on a very specific word, but uh, owners want maximum value for every penny. And this card can help them get it. New card holders can earn a jumbo sign-up bonus. <laughs> that just sounds like a uh, like a marketing term, like like set up to get suckers. But I'm sure it works. And but it's a jumbo sign-up bonus. Earn eighty thousand bonus points after you spend five thousand dollars on purchases in the first three months from account opening. That's one thousand dollars towards travel when you redeem through this bank's uh, special little card. You earn three points per dollar spent on travel, telecommunications, shipping, and advertising on social media and search engines on up to $150,000 in combined spending each year. All other spending earns one, one point per dollar. Points are worth $1.25 a piece when used to book travel through this company's uh, little special card. Uh, they can also be transferred uh, on a one-to-one -one basis to travel partners, such as, um, you know what, I'll tell you the par partners. Should I tell you the partners? Travel partners? Yes. United, Southwest, Marriott, Hyatt. Oh, that throws a curve. <laughs> I might need to hear the cons <laughs> for this one. Interesting, okay. As with most credit cards with generous rewards, this card has an annual fee of $95. There's a limit to how much spending earns three points per dollar. It's a fairly high limit, but it's still a limit. Hmm. And you need uh, very good credit, but you need very good credit for all of these. It's kind of the same range for the most part, like a 690 up at least. Um, All right, so it sounds like the Capital One Spark card because it's talking about work, but I know that's not it because we already had Capital One. You wouldn't repeat there. It might be. <laughs> I'll say this. You're wrong, but don't think I'm above repeating. Not saying I did. I'm just saying don't think I am above that. <laughs> I mean, Capital One then? No. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, so that's know. not it i don't know that is the you're uh, but uh, you know what you can't get it and that's unfortunate oh my soundboard is oh sorry long story anyway you were uh <laughs> wrong but i like where your head was at because it is a business card that's what i was looking for it is a business card but it is the ink business preferred by which bank do you know who has the ink business preferred card Oh, I should know this. It's not... It, I don't know, Chase. Very good. Very good. Chase uh, has the Ink Business Preferred card. I keep forgetting that. That's all, chat. Uh, Don, very good. I was, am and was very impressed at your, uh, at your ability to, uh, to guess those. I try. I try. So, you know, give the people what they want. Um, I, since, Don, I heard... Just through uh, from a little birdie that you host a podcast called The Millennial State of Mind. Mm -hmm. So I found a fun little uh, 
fact that I thought you might find interesting uh, about millennials. Mm-hmm. TransUnion said millennials born between 1980 and 1994 uh, carry fewer cards and have lower card balances than Gen Xers born 1965 to 1979. Uh, Did whatever the latter group... uh, Oh, oh, excuse me. Uh, So let me just... Millennials had less... Uh, credit card, fewer credit cards and lower balances than Gen Xers did at the, at millennials' age. So when when Gen Xers were twenty one to thirty four, millennials also lag Gen Xers in private label credit card and bank card participation by twenty three percent and twenty two percent respectively. Mm-hmm. Is this is not shocking to you? No. I our mean, generation is better with is better with our debt. It's been more in. There's been more emphasis put on our credit cards, our usage because we right. had the examples of the first group who really went wild with them. Right, mm-hmm. credit cards weren't a thing before they were born. Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they really only really became like big in what the fifties, forties. No, way later, right? Way later. Okay. Yeah, I know they used to have those little like not like those mechanical machines where you would like uh, do like the carbon copy of the credit cards. Yeah, um, I thought the that fact, was old. The fact real that, old that is still sometimes used places like I've had that no done way. the last year. No, 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 no. I swear to no, no. God, I have not seen that since I was like six. I have seen that way more recently, and uh, it's I feel like people that- in San Francisco would do that because they think it's like trendy. You know, it's like vintage. This is a vintage credit card scanner. We've lost a lot of money in the past couple of years uh, improperly inputting credit card numbers, but it looks really cool, and people ask us about it. Sorry, go ahead. Where'd you see it? <laughs> uh, I forget. I feel like I was up. I was up in. Uh, I was up in Lover's Tahoe. Leap. What's in, Lover's Leap? It's up uh, past Tahoe in Colorado, some rock oh, okay. climbing. Oh, um, interesting. And I All feel right. like it was there, but that was earlier this year. All right. Uh, but that do you just wanna... shows how recent it was. Yeah. Chad, uh, you seem like you enjoyed this very much, just looking at your face, and you seem Absolutely. like you were very into it. Uh, I might have found the first episode that Chad might actually go listen back to. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Um, Although I've listened back facts. to other ones, but yeah. Do you have any more questions first? Do, do I for Don? Yeah. I, I do, but for the sake of time, I think we could honestly do one of these again. Another okay. point because I think oh, there's a lot yeah. of other stuff we could cover, uh, and Don's yeah. always a great guest, so I think we should make that happen. Um, so I don't have any questions for the time being. I definitely do for the future, Don. So be ready for those at some point. Oh, I cannot um, wait. But I think we should talk about the song of the pod today, Jared. What do you think? Yeah, Don, did you get a chance to listen to the song of the pod? I did not, to be honest. That's okay, I check it was out. It means all day. I, now I, um, I don't have any. Oh, I do have the information in front of me. No, I don't. Can you tell us about it, Chad? Yes, so uh, the song is called Memories by the band, I don't know if you say Paul or P-A-U-W, I'm not sure, but uh, this is a band from the Netherlands, and uh, it's, it's a really interesting song because it has a lot of different stuff going on. It has kind of a, uh, kind of has an interesting, like, I would say like psychedelic-ish vibe, yeah. like 60s or 70s-ish vibe to it. Sure. Um, pretty upbeat, pretty positive. I feel like this is a great song for like a like a summer jam kind of thing, you know. Um, 
But yeah, what, what would uh, you yes, say about no, it, Jared? I agree with you. Like it does have that sort of like a like like it it, it has like a indie rock band vibe. It does. I would definitely say I like the song a lot. By the way, this was a great choice. N- n- not, I was surprised, not because I was expecting some garbage from you, but just because I had no <laughs> idea. Like I like when you sent it to me, I was also shocked that you. Oh, I, maybe I shouldn't say how you sent it to me, but I was shocked to see mm-hmm. how you sent it to me. Um, <laughs> I have my ways sometimes, Jared. Sometimes it works. Other times, slipping on gator piss. Um, so I was shocked to see how you said, but. Um, like I, I, I was just thrown off at how much I enjoyed it, just because I, I didn't know what to expect, because I, you know, right. you just sent it to me out of the blue, and I was like, "This is great," and I would highly recommend it. Don, listen to the song of the pod. I sent you the YouTube video for it, you and did. I know you didn't listen to it. I, I, you're a busy person, yeah. Um, but I, for your own personal enjoyment, uh, I think you definitely could get into this song. You for know, sure. you forget it. You know what? I'm actually going to redact and retract what I sent you. Through text, go to the uh, Untranslatable Podcast YouTube channel and go to our Song of the Pod playlist and find it there and check it out. Check it out. It's a great song, Memories, by either Paul or P-A-U-W. I'm not sure. But now it's time to promote our language learning a little bit. And I have a Chinese word of the pod today. And my Chinese word for the pod today is... uh, One second. Let me give it one more listen. There we go. And my Chinese word of the pod today is... And qian means money. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. My Spanish word of the pod is aruinado. Excuse me. Aruinado. There we go. Aruinado. That's how you Aruinado? say it. There you go. Yes. Yes. Um, you betcha. What I, do you think got, that means? I got one. Okay, mine means broke, by the way, to have no money. That's like ruined, essentially. I would guess. Uh, okay. Say it one more time. Arruinado. That's, it might be a false cognate or false friend, but my guess is that it's because, you know, ruined, no money kind of thing. That makes sense. Do you have something sense. for us, Don? Hey, what's the criteria again? Just an Just a word. Any word in another language. language. Oh, uh, Lolo. What language is this? Filipino. Okay, Lolo. What, what, what does, does that, that mean? mean? It means a uh, grandfather, and then Lola oh, cool. means grandmother. Means grandma. Okay. Ah, okay. Oh, nice. Thank you, That's Don. Awesome. Wow. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was actually brought up at the. I was at a wedding this. Yeah, I guess this past weekend, uh, and it was uh, uh, the Filipino bride, and so you're gonna get a lot of new aunties. Is uh, a way to refer to your usually your mom's sisters. <laughs> right. But nice. it's a, it was a fast name. Fast name. Oh, yeah. We talked about it on the pod. If you want to hear a great wedding story, Millennial State of Mind. But mm-hmm. back Check to the regular out. topic. You betcha. You won't be disappointed. So I have a couple jokes to end our episode today. Ooh. So my first one for you two gentlemen is why is money called dough? Because um, you want to roll in it? Because <laughs> I, sp- I like spend most enough. of it on bread. <laughs> That's also a good one. But no, because you need it. Oh. That's clever, actually. Needing I like dough. that. K-N-E-A-D, need. Right. Uh, Why did the hippie put his money in the refrigerator? I don't know. I have no clue. Because he wanted some cold, hard cash. <laughs> <laughs> I got Jerry's not impressed. I don't Jerry's get it. Co- the phrase cold, hard cash? What does that have to do with hippies, though? I don't know why it's a hippie. It's just what the joke said. Oh, okay. 
Anyways, it could have been anybody. Maybe maybe it would <laughs> that, be better. I think that threw me off. I was looking for right. a connection to the hippie. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's hilarious. Uh, all right, now that's actually one, funny to me that right. they specifically chose hippie when that had nothing to do with the. It joke. really doesn't. You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, it would be better if it's like, why did the snowman put his money in the refrigerator? There you he go. Cold hard cash. That would be better. There we go. Now we right. now that deserves a rib shot. My mm-hmm. my last one for you guys is what do you call a country that doesn't use credit cards? Uh, responsible. Don, any ideas? What do you call a country that doesn't use credit cards? <laughs> I don't know. I don't Greenland. Know. What's the name of the country where the three of us were all reunited at? Czech Republic. Public? A Czech Republic. Um. Oh. <laughs> Don has the perfect response. Uh, this is the same response I have to, I'd say, 99.99% of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for sure. That's for sure. Well, I mean, it, I it's just because like, give... I don't think like... Go ahead. Right. You're good. You're good. No, they're, uh, not, they're not good jokes, Don. They it's really okay. aren't. Yeah. No. Really I know, no, I know they're not. It's just, <laughs> it's just like I love the simplicity of it. Like that's what I appreciate. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like I'm just like, all right, that's that's like, all right, yeah. It's my gut reaction to it. I'm like, okay. I mean, most of those jokes like that. The problem is, I think that people overthink them, or it's like you have to think way more literally than you'd think for the most part. Right. Yeah. Right. For sure. Or just don't think about them. I usually give a recap of today's episode, but honestly, I think Don can probably do a better job today because he gave a lot of gems. Like, is there anything that you would recap about our main segment, Don, that you want our listeners to really take from uh, what you were discussing? Uh, I would say when you're ever traveling uh, and you're about to travel and have a lot of, uh, I guess, expenses come up for a trip that could be one time, look for a credit card that has any zero interest, uh, zero APR for a certain amount of time. So you can bleed that spend out. So you can really go out there and not have to like micromanage your budget knowing if like you're like 50, 60, 100 bucks over, that's fine. And then also find one that matches like your your travel your travel patterns, where you go in and out of, what you frequently use. Because that in the long run will just be a great benefit. And just always uh, just look, look things up. You can find any deals for any airline, anytime you're traveling that have different incentives to get money back. And you can use that for what you even spend on the trip. So look for those sort of things. Would you also recommend, uh, I didn't ask you this before, maybe knowing what you prioritize in your travel. So maybe you yes. prioritize a good like priority plus or business class. Maybe yeah. you prioritize a nice hotel or you know, getting you you know you're gonna spend a lot of money on restaurants, so yeah. find a car that's good with that. Like know what you like out of your travel. Yeah, exactly. Figure out the perks that you like and like and and what you really really care about, because that can be what you can kind of treat yourself on, depending on how you see mm-hmm. the rewards. And that's really important right. because if you travel a fair amount, if you catch more than like five or six flights a year, that's a fair amount. And having a smooth mm-hmm. travel yeah. and a smooth experience is uh, is key. Yeah, absolutely. That's great Brilliant. advice, Don. Mm-hmm. great advice. We really appreciate you being on. And uh, I definitely feel like I'm a little bit financially smarter now after having you on. So I really appreciate it. I'm sure our listeners appreciate it well, uh, as well. And uh, this has been a great episode. I'm excited to do a little bit more research on credit cards and maybe when I'm back stateside, uh, also get a couple different travel credit cards. So let us know what travel credit cards you all like to use at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Check out our Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast, for uh, pics and clips of the podcast. Also, check out our YouTube channel if you want to listen to the Song of the Pod, Untranslatable Podcast, and uh, the Song of the Pod playlist. You won't be disappointed. There's tons of great tunes on there. So check that out if you like songs in a different language, if you want 
uh, songs to give you, put you in a good mood. Take a look. Last week, please. Five-star reviews on iTunes.